0: Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to Hope for Your Heart. This is Pastor Calvin Corbett. It's Friday. I love Fridays, and I want to encourage you to get the church this weekend, okay? Come and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And if you don't have a place to worship, man, we'd be honored. It'd be our highest privilege to have you come and worship with us this Sunday at 9 o'clock or 1045. Well, on today's broadcast... I want to talk to you about traits of courage. I want to look at the life of Gideon, and I came up with five traits of courage that Gideon had. It was 26 years ago that my wife and I moved to this area and uh, started Hickory Ridge Community Church. We met for almost a year without really having a whole lot of people coming. We never had more than 30 people in our congregation in the very first year but I remember we were wanting to support missionaries. And so my friend, Scott Carter, was a missionary. And so even though we didn't have the money to, uh, to pay a pastor and we could barely pay the rent at the Virgin Club, we decided to support a missionary. And so when I think about the early days of our church, you know, the odds were really stacked against us. I mean, we didn't have a core team. We didn't have any funding, but we did have a small group of people who saw the need and answered the call to work really hard. I was just 31 years old. My wife was only 28, and we packed up our three kids at the time, and we moved from Concord, Virginia to Chesapeake, sold everything that we had and anything that we didn't need, and uh, dumped what little bit of savings we had and could scrounge together to start what is today Hickory Ridge Community Church. Well, the hours were long. The pay was non-existent for the first several years, and, And the sacrifice was great, but we didn't know anything really about what we were sacrificing. We just knew that God had called us to do this. We didn't know anything about starting a church, but we knew that God called us to do it. So by any human calculation, Hickory Ridge Community Church was doomed before it even started, but God had a plan. I believe our church would be there with or without me and my family. I was just smart enough to follow where God was moving. And uh, I had to get a little uncomfortable to move where He was moving. So I found a full time job and we rented a little house on Hurdle Drive, started inviting our neighbors to come, did a little home Bible study. And uh, we were in town for six weeks and we started a second Bible study and held our first service at the Hickory Warden Club way back in January of 1997. Well, 23 people showed up. Several drove from Concord to help us. And I remember the second week, I prayed, Lord, we need more people the second week than we had the first week. And then 28 people showed up. And the first year was difficult. It didn't seem like we had a whole lot of traction, but we just kept going. We kept plowing through it, kept inviting people. And uh man, we had this Roarton Club that we would use and Oftentimes, we had to sweep out the broken bottles and the cigarette butts, and and, uh, we'd have to air out the place the best we could. And my wife, she would sing. She was actually the first member of the praise team. She was the only member of the praise team, and she was the only nursery worker and the only worker that we had in the church. And you know, my friend, my pastor friend, Pastor Lyons from Bedford, Virginia, donated a sound system to us. And uh it was one of those uh like a nineteen seventies uh big speaker system. <laughs> and then one Sunday, somebody showed up with a disco ball, and uh that fit right in with our sound system. Man, it was a blast. We thought we were state of the art. We used an overhead projector with a pull-down screen, and we had nothing, but yet we had everything. I would print off these cheesy flyers and my sales manager of the company I worked with would go around with me in the neighborhoods of Moyoc and, and Hickory and pass out flyers, invite people to come. And one Saturday, I was out there passing out these flyers, and we ran into some people that we knew and, and people that were interested in joining us. And slowly but surely, the dream became a reality. So when we look at Traits of courage. Uh, the book of Judges is an interesting book. In chapter number one, Joshua died. He had led the people of Israel to defeat and conquer much of the Promised Land. The people prayed, asking God to give them the strength to keep going. And God replies, and and God gives them an incredible victory. They are going to the point where they're taking more and more and more. Of the promised land. And if we look chapter after chapter in the book of Judges, we see God always raising up a man or a leader to lead the nation. And then we get into a place where the enemy is overwhelming Israel. And the Israelites are fearful of their enemies because they had got to the point where they no longer listened to. The Lord, Judges six one says, the people of Israel, did was evil in the sight of the Lord, and so the Lord gave them into the hand of the Midianites for seven years. Now the reason the nation of Israel was fearful of their enemies is because they had not obeyed the voice of the Lord, but you know God always has a plan. The enemy is near. But God is nearer. And so God will raise up a courageous leader. And I want to share with you in the broadcast today five traits of a courageous leader looking at the life of an unexpected hero, a guy by the name of Gideon. Let's pick up the story in Judges chapter 6, beginning at verse number 12. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have, and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Well, somebody said that we ought to be very careful and Watch your thoughts because they become your words, and watch your words because they become your actions, and watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Well, courageous leaders, traits of courage is number one, they think differently. Paul reminded the Corinthian believers that we have the mind of Christ. We are no longer called servants because a servant doesn't know what the master is doing. But Jesus in John 15 says, I'm going to call you friends. You have an inside scoop as to what I'm doing. You will think differently because I will share with you what I want you to accomplish. So here is a question for you. What area of your life do you need a thought transformation? Gideon needed to be thinking differently. He had to think like God was thinking. Maybe your marriage, maybe you've given up on your marriage. Hey, think differently about your spouse. Don't think about what your spouse could do. Think about who your spouse can become. What about work? Maybe you're sick and tired of going to work every day. Say, I hate my job. They don't appreciate me. I'm not getting any fulfillment out of my job. Why don't you work so hard that they'll put you in for a promotion? He said, I'm not going to promote me. Doesn't matter what I do, I'm being passed over for any promotion. Well, work so hard that somebody else will come along and snatch you up, right? I told that one time to a congregation. Some deacons came to me from another church and said, Well, we got a problem. I said, What's the problem? They said, We don't like our pastor. We don't think he's working very hard. We don't think he's doing a very good job leading our congregation. And I said, Have you prayed for your pastor? Well, they said, No, we don't want to pray for him. We want him removed. I said, this is what you want to pray. Pray for your pastor. Pray that he'll get so strong in the pulpit, that he'll get so strong in his work ethic, that your church will grow and that another church will come and take him off your hands. How about that? Pray that way for your pastor. Well, they started laughing and they started going back and they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a changed mind. We're going to think differently about our pastor. So maybe you need to have a different mindset about your church. Maybe you become discouraged with your church and listen, churches go through seasons. Life has seasons, marriage has seasons, work has seasons, churches has seasons, and maybe right now your church is under attack, right? I want you to know that this too will pass. Just hang in there. Keep supporting your church. Keep giving like you should be giving. Keep serving like you should be serving. And don't be gossiping about what's happening in your church. Praise God for what's happening in your church. Listen, the gates of hell may try to prevail against your church, but they can't. God will raise up your church. You may be in a pruning season where God is cutting things back, but hang in there. It's going to come back. You know what amazes me about church and the reason that I love being involved in church? Churches are very resilient, they bounce back quickly, they can change quickly. You know, churches. Can get over bad times quicker than the individual members. That's such an important point. God has raised up your church, and it will transition, and it will grow, and God will place the right people in there. The reason you need to be connected with the church is because that's where your protection is. Listen, if you get separated from the church, you are open target for the enemy. Listen, I know the church is highly flawed because it's comprised of highly flawed people. But you got to think differently. Think about the church as this is the bridegroom of Christ. And we are brought into a situation where we must think differently. Courageous people think differently. There's something else about traits of courage. Number two, they move instantly. Courageous people know when God speaks, that's when it's time to move. Look what Gideon did. Gideon replied, we're down to verse number 17. Now, if I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that is really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering. And I set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Gideon went inside, prepared a young goat from an ephah of flour. He made bread without yeast, putting the meat in a basket, in its broth, and in a pot. He brought them out and he offered them to him under the yoke. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat, take the unleavened bread, place them on the rock, and pour out the broth. Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread in the tip of the staff that was in his hand. A fire flared up from the rock, consumed the meat and the bread. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, alas, sovereign God, I have seen the Lord, the angel of the Lord's face to face. The Lord said to him, peace. Don't be afraid. You're not going to die. Gideon was afraid to go to battle because he thought, I am going to for sure die. He was lacking in faith, but that didn't stop God moving on with his plan. That didn't stop God from calling him out. Listen, in your times of doubt, your times of discouragement, Move instantly on what you know you should do. The devil will manipulate the circumstances. He will provide some really good reasons as to why you should get off track. Gideon knew he had to prepare a sacrifice. Now listen, too many people stop doing what they know they're supposed to do, thinking that they will see God in their inaction. That is a lie from Satan. Keep moving until God speaks. Don't wait for the feelings to come. The feelings will come after we follow through in obedience, not before. In Exodus chapter 32, we learn that no man can see the face of God and live. Moses' experience is what's called a theophany. God taking on the form of a man, in that case, an angel, and giving a vision. Gideon had not prepared to sacrifice. It wasn't until he prepared the sacrifice that the angel of the Lord revealed the message. When you think about people of action, people of courage, they think differently. And when God caused them to do something, they move instantaneously. So here's my question. What year of your life do you need to move instantly on? What do you need to change right now? It's probably something that you've been talking about for a long time that you haven't done it. Listen, God has spoken. It's time to move. You see, we walk by faith, not by sight. When the Lord speaks, we move. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. We have the light of life. Here's the third thing I see in the life of Gideon the third trait of courage obedience, and obeying completely. You see, God appears in the form of an angel to Gideon, and then he speaks to Gideon. The angel got his attention. Now he was ready for the message. We're down to verse 25 of Judges chapter 6. That same night, the Lord said to him, Take the second bull from your father's herd, the one seven years old. Tear down your father's altar to Baal, cut down the asherah pole beside it, then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on top of this height, using the wood of the asherah pole to cut it down, offer the second bull as a burnt offering. Now here, the angel is giving very specific instructions. Now, Gideon, like most of us, was a slow learner, but when he finally got it, he obeyed completely. I want you to know, God is very patient with the slow. He's not very patient with the stubborn. He seems to be understanding when we are encountering new areas of obedience. But when God confronts, He demands that we confirm. Delaying after He has spoken is the start of trying God's patience. Have you ever wondered if God sends certain people into your life to try your patience so that you will know how much you try God's patience? Just a thought. Gideon obeyed completely. So, what area of your life are you not obeying God completely? It has been my experience, both personally and working with a congregation of people for these 26 plus years, that usually it's one or two areas that I'm not obeying in full obedience. Maybe it's giving, maybe it's serving, maybe it's faithfulness to worship. I don't know how God is working in your life. Specifically, but I know there's probably one area in your life that you haven't been completely obedient on. And God's knocking at your door. Hey, would you obey me in this area? Would you obey me completely in this area? I've discovered that men and women of courage are those who obey completely, those who think differently, those who move instantly. When God speaks, they move. But there's something else I see about courageous people. They tend to grow steadily. It's consistent growth. You see, one of the challenges that we have as followers of Christ is in the area of growth. You know, when you first came to Christ, you grew really fast, and everybody was ooh and ah and over you, especially if your conversion was somewhat spectacular. People listened intently to what God had done for you and what God has doing through you. You were a hero. But then your growth started to develop inwardly dealing with issues of spiritual character. It was difficult, but it had to happen. God took you through some wilderness times to develop you. And now you are no longer hearing the oohs and the ahs, but you may even hear a few negative things, and people have long forgotten the work that God did in your life, and you start to forget it too, or at least you begin to take it for granted. Why does God do this? To break us off from the applause of men, to develop a deep, intimate relationship with Christ so that He can develop us into strong and mature disciples of Christ. Alone in the wilderness, Gideon begins to gradually develop into a lifelong follower of God. You see, God takes us from being a fan being a follower. He drives us to our knees so that he can whisper into our ears the truth that he wants us to hear. We couldn't hear them before because the applause of men was drowning out that still small voice of the Lord. But in that still small voice, the Lord starts to chisel away at our hearts. Oh, it's slow and it's painstaking. Little steps and little victories along the way. Paul reminded the Hebrew believers that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it's painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and of peace for those who have been trained by it. You see, God is preparing Gideon in chapter 6 for what God is going to do in chapter 7. Had Gideon failed to obey in chapter number 6, God would have not been able to use him in chapter number seven. Look at how Gideon follows through. He destroys the altar. He obeys in spite of the fear that he was feeling inside. Gideon took 10 men of his servants, and he did as the Lord had told him. He was afraid, but he, he followed through anyway. He confronted Joash. He rallies the people. God uses him in a tremendous way. Uh, but time is quickly running out. So let me ask you, what area of your life do you need to develop steady and consistent growth? There's one last point we got to cover today in the broadcast. Oh, we've learned that Gideon thought differently. When God spoke, he moved instantly. We learned that he not only moved instantly, but he obeyed God in every detail, he completely obeyed God and tearing down the altars that his father had built. And his faith grew steadily. And then lastly, we discover that Gideon was a guy who achieved the impossible. When we get into chapter 32, Gideon's 32,000 troops are too big to go up against 135,000 So God even worsens the odds to bring glory to himself. 22,000 cowards abandoned Gideon, leaving 9,700 to battle 135,000. And God says, you know what? That's still too much. 300 is the number that God was looking for. And God takes 300 faithful servants, warriors, and defeated 135,000. To God be the glory. Those odds are 450 to 1. But Gideon's example proves to us, through the faithfulness of a few, many can become delivered. Many can become conquerors. With God, the outcome doesn't depend upon human might and strength. God used Gideon in a powerful way. And you know what? God wants to use you in a powerful way as well. What area of your life do you need to trust God for the impossible. Gideon, we know, was used mightily of God. God used him in such a powerful way. As a matter of fact, at the end of this victory, they wanted Gideon to be king. Gideon to judge to be king. Well, in spite of his fame, Gideon remained humble. He remained humble even though he had a great victory over the Midianites, and even though they wanted him to rule as their king. Gideon remembers these faithful words, and Gideon says, I will not rule over you, nor shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Oh, I want you to know, in the darkness of our lives, God still rules over us. In the confusion of our lives, in the fears of our lives, God still rules over us and he still wants to have that rule over us. Today as we end another broadcast week, oh, I want to pray fervently for you that you will have these traits of courage. If I can help you, shoot me a text 252-267-2365. If you got somebody that's lost in your family, you want to pray for their salvation, send me their name. Text it to me 252 252- Thank you so much for listening to me today. I would invite you to worship with me on Sunday. It would be my highest honor to have you worshiping with us this weekend at Hickory Ridge Community Church, 9 o'clock or 1045. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord allow His face to shine down upon you. Listen, God loves you unconditionally and He has a plan for your life, and He wants you to be courageous. It is my prayer that these traits of courage will be found in your life, that you'll not be a wayward Christian, that you'll be on fire for the Lord today. Why don't you get into God's Word today and search the Scriptures diligently to make sure that what I've told you today is true from God's Word. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. My prayers are with you. I want you to know that God loves you, and I'm praying that God will raise you up to do mighty things. Don't get discouraged. Listen, if you're on God's team, you're on the winning team. Don't get defeated. Realize that in the end, our God rules, our God reigns. Have a great weekend. I look forward to talking with you on Monday. If you'd like to hear this broadcast again, you can have a free download at buzzsprout.com backslash 1890557, or you can listen on Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Hickory Ridge Community Church is located at 3320 Battlefield Boulevard South in Chesapeake, Virginia. Sunday service times are 9 a.m. and 1030 AM. We'd love for you to join us.